There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. You can just call me Santa Claus because we are giving away so much value in December to investors and traders. It's unbelievable. The December Like Folio letter has really taken off. I mean, we got um, CNBC's picked it up, Barron's has picked it up, and um, everybody, you can get it. Go to likefolio.com. Um, click on under products. It says free opportunity alerts and like folio letter. Make sure you're signed up for that because you will get this uh, each month, usually on the first, on or around the first, before uh, these media companies can pick it up and um, you know just get involved. It's really cool. We're going to go over the December letter today. Um, a lot of interesting data, including uh, on Chipotle, kind of a a big turnaround call we've got ready for 2017. But um, I'm just going to go through this kind of page by page. Um, you know, this first page, it, and if you don't have it yet, just um, go to our Twitter, uh, at Likefolio. We link to it on SlideShare, so you can download it from there or view it in a browser. It's really cool. Um, but, you know, one kind of overall note that we have uh, for November was that overall just consumer enthusiasm has strengthened in November. And, um, you know, you might say, well, that's pretty normal because there's the holiday shopping season. There's a lot of things coming on, but it's stronger than prior no- November increases that we've seen, especially since the election. Um, you know, which is interesting. I'm not going to really speculate whether that's because of who won or because, um, you know, the fact that the election is just over. It was like, Every, that relief, because it was almost I can finally like, get back to living life again. Yes, it was just this oppressive unknown uh, kind of on everyone's behavior, and everyone was so distracted by it. It's like crazy. But anyway, uh, consumer enthusiasm strengthened in November, so that's good. I think that's not necessarily a, um, you know, a really – brilliant point here. The Dow is getting close to 20,000. I mean, we're at all-time highs on the market, so obviously people are expecting uh, that things are going pretty well. A um, little housekeeping like folio alerts and analysis um, did very well over the past uh, little bit, and our data feed from Twitter was uh, 100% uptime and had uh, no significant issues. We don't expect any significant issues in December. So we always like to just kind of put that out there. If we're going to be doing some uh, major reconfiguration or something like that, give people warning. But uh, all systems go there. So when you say 100% uptime, you just mean that the data was constantly coming in with no interruptions? Yes, yes. So uh, the way that our relationship with Twitter works, we have a direct partnership with them, which we're very proud of. Uh, this The data from Twitter comes into us in basically a streaming format that is millions of tweets per day uh, that we're analyzing each and every one of those for purchase intent, consumer sentiment, mapping the brand or product that's mentioned in it to the parent company. All that stuff is going on 
pretty much in real time. And so it's a lot to deal with and it's a lot of data that's coming in and, uh, every blue moon, there's a hiccup, you know, where, uh, the data isn't coming to us for a five minute period or for a 10 minute period. And we have to go back and patch that data. So uh, that did not occur in November. So it was pretty clean bonus. Yeah. Pretty clean. We like it. Um, Kind of a big story. We wanted to look at, you know, from a longer term perspective, because everybody kind of wants to know what's your 2017 pick or something like that. And it's December 2016. You know, I'm really not a fan of that type of question because so much can change between, uh, you know, it's just such a long time to try to predict something for, especially when you're talking about individual stocks. But uh, we're happy to go out on a little bit of a limb for the sake of entertaining and educating our brilliant audience. And so for us, Chipotle uh, looks like it has the potential to be the big uh, turnaround story. After 2016, their burritos were making everybody sick. Uh, and now we're kind of getting to the point where um, maybe that's over. And Landon can tell us a lot more about that. He's got the data in front of him. He's got uh consumer happiness data he's got purchase intent data just kind of everything that like folio offers and uh landon what's going on with chipotle why do we think it's possible that it's in the midst of a significant turnaround well you mentioned consumer happiness and if you look at that like folio letter that's the um that's the marquee picture that we put up for chipotle you can see in the data itself the uh, the problems that they had with consumer health. They were making people sick and the the consumer happiness tanked, obviously. Um, and it has bounced back and is slowly rebounding to pre um, to pre outbreak levels or whatever you want to call that. Uh, that was a pretty terrible time for them. Uh, but, you know, we've found throughout the history of our social sentiment data that uh, consumer happiness often leads purchase intent, which leads sales and, and uh, earnings reports. So the fact that consumer happiness is coming back, it's actually um, back to where it was in the beginning of 2015, so uh, before all the troubles. Uh, not only that, but their, um, the consumer happiness was on a long-term downtrend, and it has snapped that downtrend, which, uh, you know, hit rock bottom, I guess, and then it has started coming back up, but now it's starting to uptrend. In addition, the purchase intent was on a long-term downtrend. From um, around the beginning of 2015, purchase intent uh, has been declining very steadily in Chipotle, and of course it it dropped a lot when they had their uh, problems, but now that downtrend has snapped and it's leveling off and even starting to come back a little bit. So I think that you know, if we're going out on a limb for 2017, Chipotle looks like it's hit bottom and it's kind of leveling off and starting to possibly climb back up. So, yeah, I think that's important to note because it it is possible that you've just Chipotle's just reduced its con- customer base down to the ones that were happy right. the whole time, and so. Those are the only ones talking about it anymore, and so they're naturally happier than the ones that got sick. It doesn't necessarily mean that people that got sick are coming back to Chipotle, uh, even though it was a very small number of people that got sick. When I say people that got sick, they didn't want to go there because of the sicknesses that were out there. Um, so that's possible. Um, 
But this is the kind of thing that we see happen in the early stages of some of the best turnaround stories. And that is uh, consumer happiness or consumer uh, sentiment uh, starts to climb back towards old all-time highs while uh, metrics like purchase intent or total mentions stop dropping. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to, I don't think any of us is going to go out and say, hey, look, Chipotle is guaranteed to be, have a great 2017. We're not saying that at all. But what we're saying is keep an eye on this data, keep an eye on the stock because there's certainly the beginning stages of, um, you know, signal right. that that there's something positive finally happening happening for this very beaten down company, which right. is an opportunity. And I would say, if if you were lucky enough to be short since you know early 2015 or, or mid 2015, I think now would be a good time to maybe go to neutral yeah. um, and consider taking a more uh, a bullish approach on Chipotle. Consider it again, not a guarantee, but everything's pointing early stages in the right direction. Back to what Andy was saying, you know, sentiment has flattened out and started trending a little higher. Purchase intent has finally stabilized. In the past, we've talked about sentiment typically leading purchase intent. Right. So in this case, you know, the sentiment uptrend could be a good indication that that purchase intent is not only going to stabilize, but in the very near future, start to trend higher. Right. And that's actually with this company, um, that, that has been one of the things in the past that we've seen is that sentiment has led purchase intent. Even if you take out um, the problems that they had with getting people sick, uh, sentiment was trailing before purchase intent started trailing off. Uh, and so now that sentiment is starting to flatten out and move up, that's why I would expect that purchase intent would do the same over the next one or two quarters. You know, yeah. I would I would really expect purchase intent to climb and consumer happiness to climb if they would finally just offer queso. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for Come that. Come on. It's brutal. Like, it, why it is, am I going brutal. to – I, I mean, Qdoba, most <laughs> – Every single other burrito place I go to. Is it just, is it just their health conscious? I think it's, well, what they told me, what the, I actually, actually asked the manager at Chipotle's. I was like, what, why don't you have, you got chips in a bag that no one's buying because there's no queso. Sure. Why, why don't you have queso? Because they have this commitment to preservative free or something like that. And you can't make queso. Hmm. What, I guess you can't make it at scale if it's, with Pre- a, yeah, without preservative, preservative free heavy or, things or something, yeah, something like that. So, but I'm like, look, you just got to get over it for that item at least. And besides, you're preservative free. All this nonsense, you still got people sick, <laughs> right? <laughs> Way to go, I'm preservative free. I'm sure that made all those people oh, who are getting sick feel better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, at least it's not GMO. I guess I don't know. That's that's of little uh, comfort. Um, agreed. So anyway, Nick on Chipotle. Let's just go ahead and. And jump to that because we've talked about it so much. So on Chipotle, let's say you've got a situation like this. We've got kind of a long-term outlook, mm-hmm. uh, potential of a turnaround. We're not 100% sure. The data hasn't followed through on that. But how do we start dipping our toes into uh, a possible position? Do you see anything opportunity-wise on Chipotle from a trading or investing pr- perspective? Absolutely. I mean, it, the stock has seen nearly a 50% haircut since all that started taking place, You know, moving from 750 Right now, it's showing really nice stability in the 400 area. And when I say area, I don't mean 400 precisely. I mean, in the vicinity of 400, we're seeing some nice buy-side support. Um, I think, given the data we just discussed, I like an opportunity to you know, almost do a coin flip uh, type trade, bullish trade. 
And so in this case, you'd be buying the 20 Jan 17s, which means they expire on the 20th of January in 2017. You'd be buying the 400 calls, selling the 405 calls to make the uh, 400, 405 call spread. You'd be buying that for a $2.50 debit. So essentially you're risking 250 to make 250 with the break even right around 402.50. So basically right around the current price of the stock. It's currently 404. So you have a little bit of positive edge there, but it's still a 50-50 price then. Okay. So you you have a touch of edge in this particular trade in particular trade. Do you have anything more long term uh, cuz you you were talking about January of 17, right? So that's mm-hmm. in 46 days to expiration. Okay. Look for something more long term, uh, because we, you know, we talked about the downtrend leveling off, not really spiking up, and so I'd be curious if there's something maybe farther out. Um, and while you look for that, I would like to note that, you know, anytime we look at the social data on a company, we like to look at how well correlated it is to the market. Uh, for example, a company like Microsoft maybe isn't the best because so many mentions from Xbox come in, whereas that's not a huge, huge percentage of their sales, um, and, you know, things like that. So uh, I would like to note that Chipotle is amazing when it comes to the data versus the stock chart. It, and just it, for the record, you can do long-term, basically the exact same legs, you know, just choose buy the 400, sell the 405, any of the durations. I'm looking here at the June uh, 2017s with 193 days left, also $2.50. Okay. So Very cool. Same Steve. exact trade, two dollars and fifty cents. I like awesome. I like the June one better. I like that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, and it makes sense that Chipotle would be more correlated to the social data. I mean, right. they're selling burritos. Exactly. You know, if they sell more burritos, they're doing better. Right. Bottom exactly. line, they don't have tons of business units and these weird real estate partnerships and all this kind of stuff that a lot of these companies have. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing because it, it looks like if you put the chart of the stock price and the chart of purchase intent on top of each other, it looks, if you just move purchase intent over just a little bit, they match up. So purchase intent mm-hmm. is leading the stock market just by a little bit, maybe a half a quarter or so. Good. Uh, and so the fact that that's not dropping anymore and maybe starting to go up is uh, definitely bullish. Cool. So um, I'm going to go through, that's Chipotle, uh, ticker symbol CMG. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go there for lunch or not after this. It actually sounds pretty good. We're right there. It's like 1150 <laughs> as we record this. So Prepare for the queso disappointment. I know. That's the thing. It just, I but mean. You don't need queso. You know, you're trying to be more healthy and all that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Queso is so good. But it's still better with it. No matter it's better to have the option. I will say their shredded cheese is superior to the others. I really like Chipotle's shredded cheese. I don't know. I don't I don't really agree, but I think that the chicken is awesome. Um anyway, all right. So we also got some cool data from the Black Friday Cyber Monday weekend, holiday weekend, which is a big shopping weekend, although it's it is declining in importance um you know less people are really um making that their big holiday shopping event uh but it's still important and can tip you off as to potential winners and losers through this quarter um one big takeaway is just the absolute dominance of online uh online shopping continues to uh beat the brick and mortar 
sales experience like a five-year-old's drum, <laughs> which is what I put in the like folio letter to give it a little flavor. But, um, you know, online is growing at a substantial clip. Everyone expected that. That's, that's no big deal. But what's, what is a big deal out of that is that Amazon is dominating within that category and is accelerating its, um, expansion of market share, which its market share percentage is unbelievable for a single company. Uh, and, and it shouldn't. You know, we talked about this shouldn't. years ago, and we talked, you know, eventually Best Buy and Walmart and Target are going to have these amazing shopping experiences. They're going to figure out the same thing that Amazon did, and they're going to cut into Amazon's share. That's what we thought a year right. or two ago. But Amazon is just just holding their, their edge and, and growing it. Yeah. I, and It's just better. It is. It's it's superior. You have a button that you click that it already knows your stuff. You don't have to set up an account, which I think is a big deal for like, why would I go to Best Buy or Walmart.com if I don't already have an account there? I'm going to have to put in my shipping information. I'm going to have to put in my credit card. Whereas Amazon just click, 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 Mm -hmm. goes into my shopping cart. And then I confirm. And two days later, stuff is magically at my front door. Plus, I think there's a little bit of um a... a problem with when you go to a Walmart or a BestBuy.com, you've got the distraction of the physical store element on the website. It's like, would you like to pick this up? Yeah. yeah your zip code, all this other garbage. I'm like, no, no, just right. ship it to me. Like, you know, Amazon, you don't have that. It's just basically for me, click, it must be prime. I want it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> and get it done. Yeah. They, well, it just proves that Bezos's strategy of, reinvesting into uh, the, the brand and the growth of the brand rather than trying to become profitable early really paid off because he has turned Amazon into the de facto online shopping experience. Absolutely. Uh, yes. So you're seeing a, a growing market share in a growing uh, segment, even though those competitors are getting more competent and better. It doesn't matter. Amazon is just continuing to kind of grab more of a big tidal wave. Uh, Target had best in-store performance among retailers, and uh, online wasn't wasn't bad either. Now, when you say that, uh, make sure people are aware that that's from our data. That's from Likefolio data. Right. So, so we have the ability to segregate when people are talking about going to the store versus going to the store's website. Yeah. And so that's what when you talk about Target doing well in-store, that's from our analysis. Yeah, that's from our data, which is amazing. Yeah, I think that's pretty powerful. It is. It's really cool when you. Uh, when you when you plug all that in and, and see it coming in, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's mind blowing. Actually, sometimes I take it for granted. So it is good to point out to everybody uh, what we're looking at. And then when we talk about in store, um, you know, Target was kind of doing well, but Apple, uh, their in store performance actually very poor, and it's pretty concerning for me uh, as someone who likes the company. I don't own shares, but um, I know a lot of people do. And, you know, from our data, we just are seeing almost what I would call a consumer ambivalence. Um, There's no real draw to go into the Apple store right now. Um, There's no next big thing, right? They don't even have the ear pod, earbuds, or whatever those are called, you know, really uh, for sale, I don't think. I mean, nobody's getting them. I think there's some manufacturing problems. Do you know? Oh, oh they're not out yet. Don't really? I, 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 there's a problem. There, I see it in the twi- in the tweets all the time. There's a problem that people um, aren't getting them. But I think that 
the bottom line is we're seeing a declining consumer enthusiasm for Apple's product lineup, mm-hmm. and that is being reflected in the number of people talking about shopping in the Apple store. Um, you know, and we saw that over that Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. Now, of course, this is all relative to Apple itself. It's still by far and away one of the greatest retail right, right. and product companies in the world. But expectations for Apple are so high, and that stuff is built into the stock price. Expectations are so high that Apple's not meeting those expectations right now. Uh, the Apple store is not a must-stop type of thing right now. And I think everybody's kind of waiting. What's the next big thing? We've got the iPhone 7. It's just this iterative type of processes that are mm-hmm. going on. We've got different sizes of iPads. But, you know, what's going to be the next big thing that that really shifts the market in their favor? It's not there yet, and uh, Apple's in-store performance is struggling because of that. So it must have been really bad based on Landon's reaction when you said yeah. Apple in-store sales. It he was went, down. Went, Ooh. It was down a lot, yeah. I mean, it, when, especially when he, he goes for Andy went from talking about Target to Apple. Th- those are the two pretty much extremes uh, on the in-store stuff. So uh, Target did very well in-store, Apple was very concerning in store. Hmm. And then real quick, we had some updates on uh, notes that we had put out both through publishing on this podcast and also to our premium uh, clients, hedge fund clients, quant fund clients, uh, registered investment advisors, uh, urban outfitters, man, we nailed that when we put out a note to premium clients, the day of earnings that day uh, before the day before earnings that, um, that it was going to be bad, and wow, the stock tanked. Nailed that one. That was a lot of in-store analysis as well. Um, you can get this on the Like Folio letter. I'm not going to go through all these. Uh, Nike, um, you know, we kind of we had a bearish note out. We took that off after a $10 drop in the stock. Uh, Lululemon, we're going to get into on Wednesday. We're going to do uh, a full episode on that prior to their earnings release on Wednesday. Um, we've been wrong on that one for two months maybe three months so we're going to check out the data there and see uh if anything positive is actually possibly going to occur with lulu and then uh you know netflix just looking a little bit uh a little bit iffy um on the more fun side you know before we get into nick's got one more is that right? one, one more one more uh trading opportunity for us on some of the names we just mentioned one of the names we just mentioned but fun stuff just catch people up on like folio um we had to remove the papa shot that we had in the office very negative day for uh like folio but all for good reasons because we're expanding our staff hiring people we just uh put megan into uh into the like folio wind zone uh today so papa shot is gone and megan is in its place and hopefully she will live up to the the glory that was the like folio pop shot but we're real excited to have her and the podcast is picking up steam we're getting media coverage like crazy things are going really well at like folio and a lot of that is due to uh, you guys listening and sharing and we really appreciate it following us at like folio but um nick give us um give us another trade because uh, we got the Chipotle. We got a couple options: January and June. Same trade. Same trade. Fifty, you know, basically two hundred fifty bucks to win two hundred fifty bucks. Um, so, what what's going on on another stock? So Amazon, it's had a really impressive run, you know, from around the five hundred level. 
currently sitting at around 70 or 760 and uh, it's pulled back a bit from the 850 level so we've got a little bit of an adjustment to the downside after a really impressive run higher and based on the data we discussed i think we could position bullish into this pullback uh, i like the uh, the same january 2017 expire on the 20th of january so the 20 jan 17 selling the 700 puts at 675 credit wow so right now the stock's like i said at 760 that gives you a 60 point cushion before you're even really getting threatened at your strike eight or nine percent exactly so all in all i think 700 is a really interesting price point and uh, positioning bullish from that level is a, a great opportunity these particular options have exactly 46 days of duration left, which is a really optimal duration level when selling premium. You know, you're going to get some really nice theta decay between now and, you know, the next 20 days or so. Were I'd those be, Januaries? Those are the Januaries, the, the January monthlies. Okay. So they expire on the 20th of January. The uh, Amazon earnings date is the 26th, just mm -hmm. FYI. Yeah, so that so would be this before. Is, this is a pre-earnings. And I wouldn't be holding this to expiration. I would be looking to cover this. I'd set an order. To automatically cover this spread at three dollars and seventy-five cent debit, so I'm looking to make three hundred dollars per spread. I would anticipate that taking place if the trade works out. If Amazon stays where it is, maybe even goes a little lower or goes a little higher, shouldn't have to hold it more than twenty days. Okay. So the earnings are not going to come into equation at all. I definitely took that into consideration. Cool. Very cool. I think that's. Um, I, I think I'm going to do both of those trades. Um. Well, first, I'm going to go to Chipotle today for lunch, sure. and I'm going to make sure that things are really uh, just a little individual inspection, you know, and then market research. I, I'm clearly uh, happy as an Amazon consumer, so I have no problem selling those those puts out there and owning the shares if I have to later on. Yeah, that's no sure. problem. That doesn't matter. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, of the two, I personally like the CMG trade better. Now, actually, even more so that Landon made me look at the longer-term ones because you get the same exact price mm -hmm. with an extra six months of duration. You know, I really like that opportunity based on the data that we're looking at. Um, I'm going to put that on for sure. Nice. Um, one other note. First of all, you should be following us at Likefolio on Twitter. Uh, also, uh, make sure you get this Likefolio letter every Every month, go to likefolio.com, click on products, and then um, free opportunity alerts and likefolio letter and subscribe there. So, Nick, you're going to make that trade. I'm going to make that trade. Landon's probably going to make that trade, I would assume. I'm going to go to Chipotle. I don't know if you guys are going to Chipotle. I'm going to Chipotle. But I'll at least bring it back to the office. And um, reach out, Andy, at likefolio.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Andy Swan. Also looking to find a partner for Super Bowl advertising analysis. So if you know a company that might be interested in that, hook us up. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you on Wednesday with Lululemon. <laughs>